This is Krista, and you're listening to Drunk Politics. This is part two of my history conversation with Brendan Hughes. We go over some other stuff in the rest of this that isn't history, but we talk about drug prices and things like that, of that nature. Okay, enjoy. If you missed part one, make sure you listen to that. The, I haven't read them all, but they look Good. pretty promising to lower drug prices. Yeah, and you know it's working when like all these big pharma companies are putting out advertisements against Trump. It's like I know it's great. Huh. So the people that make all these prescription drugs don't want Trump to pass this. Why? Because it probably affect their profit margin. Mm-hmm. Which means I pay less. So yeah. okay, awesome. That's I'm down. Great. I wish yeah. people thought of that a little bit more when they're like, What are you gonna do about our health care? Well, yeah. He's making it exponentially cheaper. So yeah. there's that. I've seen a few few uh, like hardcore, one of my friends, like he gets in debates constantly with this guy on Facebook and this guy's like anti-police and blah, blah, blah. And he like actually made a post about Trump's executive order and he was like, well, this is actually a good step in the right direction. That's perfect. Yeah. That's like, that's gonna... That's going to win some people over for sure. Yeah. I mean, which is great. I'm, it's, it's hard to live in a place like I do and it's either normal humans or like complete Trump derangement syndrome. And when you leave a place like this, you forget that there are a lot more rational, like critical thinkers out there. Um, Mm-hmm. than you realize so that's nice but i kind of forget sometimes when i'm in portland for too long <laughs> yep oh okay well not everyone is yeah unwilling to look at a bill and say that was good whether you like him or not yeah it's it's interesting to watch mm-hmm. and it's like what is going through your head <laughs> like my uncle is bitterly against Trump and he's uh he was like fully on board with Buttigieg for the mm-hmm. Democratic nominee. Yeah. But we've had multiple discussions over the past few okay. months about yeah about just everything political like second amendment, school shootings, fucking uh Israel Palestine even, which I'm not even gonna bring up. Yeah. beyond just saying its name because uh-huh. yeah, it's the most even. polarizing yeah no. uh-huh. it, it's a thing it exists that's it end of discussion yeah um but i've made some points to him about you know like the obvious agenda of the media and why are they all contributing to this at the same time who benefits from it and Mm-hmm. Also, like showing him, like he was concerned about federal officers showing up and these stormtroopers detaining uh, peaceful protesters. And I showed him a video. I sent him a video of the one guy that threw an IED at the courthouse, and he was like, "That's not really peaceful." And I'm like, "That's what I'm saying." Yeah, it's like a hundred percent not peaceful whatsoever. Yeah. It's really sad because they're just the way that you can manipulate footage um, and it's taking away from the actual cause. Like if you really believe that there's systematic racism and that's something you're passionate about, 
it's taking away from that a hundred percent. But the thing with that is, it's like they, so they lost the argument on the systemic racism front uh, when like facts come up. Right. Because if you look at it, like nine black people are killed, unarmed black men were killed in 2019 by cops. 19 white men were killed, 29 by cops. Um, when you take into account population, this is the argument that a lot of lefties make. It takes it and makes it more disproportionately that black men are killed by, by cops. Mm-hmm. But if you, that's not like, that's not the correct statistical analysis. You have to take into account like how many people account for how much of the crime. So right. 13.7% of Americans are black and yet commit more than 50% of the murder, I believe it is. So once you take that into account, like white people are killed, like factually speaking, white people are killed disproportionately more than black people. Right. Which Which I think is kind of interesting because if we just look at data, it doesn't tell the whole story, right? Like we can be very data driven, but when you look at it that way and it makes it really like makes a case for yes more white people are getting killed yes statistically speaking if you look at the data that's exactly what it's saying however like um what we're what that doesn't address is the actual problems in the inner cities where the shootings are taking place oh yeah i mean (laughs) you know culture Um, needs to change in inner cities um I think the whole culture needs to change in terms of like how we treat the police Yeah. because how are police going to treat you if you treat them like you want to kill them all the time? Well, yeah, if you're, yeah, like that war needs to stop. And honestly, it's not hard to obey the law. So let's just start there. And, and I do understand that some people feel like they're pulled over, you know, they're pulled over more, but, and they think they're, you know, unrightfully targeted. I don't know what it's like to be black. So I can't, what I can tell you is I've been pulled over a lot and I've only been able to talk one cop in my whole life out of not giving me a ticket. I've never been able to talk. I've been told we'll pull over twice. Yeah. I've been pulled over. Ticketed both times. Yeah. There's no like, the only time the cop ever let me go was because I had just gotten a ticket and it, there was no one on the road and it was like 5 a.m. He's like, can you please not speed again? Yes. Yes, I'll try. It's okay. <laughs> but I, that, I mean, that was, you know, I was, I was never, granted, they didn't, they didn't look at me like I was a criminal either. Um, they gave me stupid tickets like, I didn't have my seatbelt on one time. You're really going to give me a seatbelt ticket right now? I'm pulling out of a parking lot. Nope, I got one. And then that ticket, I was 19. That ticket I forgot to pay because I was going to school. And, uh, you know, there's just a lot of stuff happening at that time. And I I put it in my glove box and I totally forgot to pay it. Before I started like medicating myself too. So anyway, um, I didn't pay it, and that ticket was still in my glove box when I got pulled over again. And the cop was like, uh, "Did you know your license is suspended?" Oof. 
I'm like, wait, how? I have a ticket for like running a red light when I was 16. And then I have a ticket for not wearing my seatbelt. How is my license suspended? And he's like, well, you didn't pay that seatbelt ticket. And I was like, God damn it. (laughs) So he like fucking impounded my car. Ouch. And I'm standing there on the side of the road, like barely, it's barely cell phone day. I think I had to use his phone to call my mom and hope that she was home or someone that could come get me. Um, It was really something. I almost had to walk home. Like, you're really going to tow my car? Look at me. Look at me. And he's like, I don't care what you look like. Your car is getting towed. You broke the law. True. (laughs) But I didn't know. He's like, majority don't care. He just really didn't give a fuck. He like did not. He gave zero fucks. He was nice, but he gave zero fucks. If you break the law, you break the law. And I just took it, you know? I just stood there and yeah. took it. What are you going to do? Yep. Like, well, what am I going to do? Fight the cop? Like, in my head, that wasn't ever going to work out. It's like, huge. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that's what, they, idea. that's what people resort to a lot. Yeah. Increasingly these days. And it's just, don't fight. Don't fight a cop with your life. Fight no. him in court. Yeah. Especially when you did something wrong. Like, yeah. okay, I get it. If you're being attacked by a cop for absolutely no reason and you did nothing at all ever to deserve that, okay, fine. You definitely fight back, yeah. Yeah. Um, but but I mean I clearly like had a suspended license and I didn't know it. So what what how was I gonna fight that? Like I couldn't, right? Yeah. Same with the fucking protesters down here. Okay, hold on a minute. You just threw an IED over the fence at the building and that's against the law so yeah like fireworks themselves are against the law throwing a fucking IED is commercial grade fireworks are against the law in Oregon at all (laughs) yeah especially throwing them at something yeah you're not even supposed to possess throwing an IED that's you're entering a level where they will start opening fire with live ammunition on you if you don't stop and what they need okay. to do, quite frankly, is put snipers on rooftops with oh, that's what I, I thought or that from the rubber bullets. Very beginning. Very beginning. Because yeah. that way you're able to figure out bad actors and people mm-hmm. that are there to start shit and take yeah. them out. Yeah. 100%. Um, but I asked, I have a couple of friends on the police force here that are on the front lines. And I was messaging him yesterday, one of them. He's like, so at what point do we just cut all the cell towers and send in the Marines? We'll be done in like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it would be over. <laughs> all of this would just be finished. You know, and you wouldn't even have to like, you wouldn't even necessarily have to go shoot them all like you would in like a Iraqi sort of situation or overseas, but. Well, even then they didn't shoot everybody. No, they didn't. In Iraq. No, they just rounded them all up. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in, uh, I think Kabul or Ramadi, one of those, the uh, city, whole city was declared as an active war zone and they gave the citizens that lived there like, a few weeks to clear out and Mm -hmm. leave and so once they started 
breaching door to door, building to building, like anybody inside the home would be considered a threat first and foremost. But even then, they still would detain them first, figure out why they're still there, what they're doing. And then if they're not a danger or threat at all, then just let them go. Yeah. But a majority of those people were like harboring weapons or part of the uh, network of terrorists. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's they do that every night here when they declare an unlawful gathering and a riot. Yeah. Like you have, you you gotta go now, and then no one goes. Yeah, it's like, why the fuck are you still standing here? You're not protesting at this point. You're breaking your First Amendment right. Therefore, this is unlawful, and since it's unlawful, it means you can't be here, and that means you're breaking the law. You're not peacefully doing anything. You're not yeah. supposed to be standing here. <laughs> the end. Like, how is this yeah. hard? First Amendment rights. It's like you you seeded those when you decided to throw IEDs. Like, basically, at... you're making the First Amendment mean mean nothing. Yep. Especially and that's, because that's you won't basically let what other... they intend. I know it's scary. It's scary because yeah. by diminishing our First Amendment, well, by by saying First Amendment, First Amendment, and then if you go down there and you give your opinion, or we, one of us, tried to film what was going on, we would get physically assaulted. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh, unless unless I was wearing full body armor and carrying a seven six two rifle with me, then yeah, well, not that would that would cause some issues. But you, they probably they would still just try to go after you. To be honest. Probably, but I think they would resort more to words first. Yeah, they would. Which words? I mean, they would. They always resort to words first. Yep. Um, the people that get real sassy with them back and forth. Those are. Yeah. I don't know. It's gotta. They gotta disband it somehow. They have to, because I mean, once you have, and I told my uncle this months ago. If at some point something happens and widespread protesting and riots get out, the ideology behind these movements like Black Lives Matter and Antifa is extremely dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's what led to the paramilitary takeover of the Weimar Republic, which turned into Nazi Germany. Right. So like that part, like they're calling the existing government the Nazis. It's like, no, it's there's like... like like, you know nothing about what's going on if that's what you think. Yeah. It's like I've watched hundreds and hundreds of hours of History Channel when I was a kid instead of watching cartoons. I've read dozens of books on World War II, and I do a lot of research on it. So it's like, uh, no, it's not. It's kind of. And even from a basic perspective, like if you just look at their actions, it shouldn't be hard to see that they're. they were the Nazis. Yeah. Just because you're saying like anti-fascist doesn't make you an anti-fascist. You're yeah. actually being a fascist. Yeah. So there's that. And your flag. Hello. Get out of here with that flag. Yeah. 
Have you seen the pictures of uh, Antifa members from indigenous to Europe with uh, members of ISIS yeah. being trained? And yeah, uh-huh. like, no, that's uh, no, that's definitely a domestic terrorist organization. Let's it just really let's is. just start there, and then we can go forward in discussion. Yeah, and I I love how they're not they're not an actual organization okay that's why there's like twitter accounts are like antifa portland and rose city antifa yeah exactly okay well they've been meeting like they're an organization maybe they're not like a 501c3 maybe -hmm. they're not that (laughs) but they're like actually a group of people that call themselves something that meet and train people and do it all on the down low Oh, my sister lives in um, Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, her fiance was running the other day, or maybe he was on his bike, I don't know, but he he came next to this uh, picnic table, and he's overhearing this conversation, and he got kind of closer because it looked like an interview, and it looked a little sketchy, and so he's listening to these people go back and forth and it's like, well, uh, have you ever professionally protested before? And the other person's like, no. And they're like, well, do you have any uh, medical experience? And the person's like, a little. And they're going back and forth asking all these questions about hiring them to protest. Yeah. No, and it's, it's fun. heard one of the interviews. I was like, oh, I wish you would have gotten that on tape. <laughs> <laughs> Next that's actually time, that's where that? some of the money goes to i think with black lives matter yeah i mean they are an admittedly a marxist organization so an organization like that would use money to pay full-time activists to destroy the system that they just detest i don't understand why people don't like think that supporting an organization whose belief system you don't align with is okay. Like, do you, if you know that BLM is a Marxist organization and their, their, their leaders are Marxist and you don't believe in that, why are you supporting it? Can't you, they don't know. Like, can't you be part of a movement that isn't that? I, I honestly, I think they don't know. I don't, I think so Because too. I think it's, it's not covered in like mainstream media. They don't do the research for themselves. And then like, it's these people that you see that putting that in my neighborhood specifically, they put up signs in the in their yard that say, in my household, we believe water is life. Science is real. No human is illegal. Women's rights are human's rights. Black lives matter. Oh, it's yeah. like by putting that up, you're essentially insinuating that other people don't actually believe that stuff. I know. It's like those are is, human things to believe. So you should probably yeah. just be a human and then you don't have to declare that. Yeah. It's it's like so condescending and it just it's boggles so my mind. It's, it's so like funny. I want to put up a sign in my front yard that says, in my house, I believe I am the good guy. Therefore, you are the bad guy. <laughs> basically what it is. In my house, I'm a stormtrooper. <laughs> yes. But the Star Wars kind, not the Nazi kind. Yeah. The Star Wars kind. Mm. Oh, my God. Well, this has been fun. Yep. It's an interesting conversation. Yeah. Lots of conspiratorial talk. Totally. 
Although not as conspiring as uh, the Obama administration. Oh my God. No shit. That's another thing I just, I need to go off on. Like not now, but eventually that all of that, that is really something. And that we don't hear anything about. I just watched Mm -hmm. Sidney Powell on, um, I don't, I never watch Hannity, but I like watching Sidney Powell. So um, I watched her on Hannity tonight and they're talking about like Flynn's case and stuff. And that just, the whole thing is just, it's blowing my mind. Yeah, it's just sheer swamp. Uh-huh. It's it's, it's it's Shrek swamp. It's so crazy. And then for people to not pay attention to any of that and still think that like Trump and Barr are the liars. No, there's yeah. actual documents. You can read them yeah. yourself. Are you serious? My uncle still thinks that like Flynn is a criminal. I'm like, like dude. Do you not understand what they do? Entrapped. Like blackmail and like threatening will make you admit anything that you didn't do yeah and if you think that those people are above that then let me introduce you to hillary clinton's body count okay because yeah i beg to differ on that one oh yeah do you think jeffrey epstein should be added to that list Mm, i have really mixed feelings about that but probably I don't. Yeah. I definitely don't think that he killed himself. Oh, he, I feel like it's like almost certifiably true that he did not kill himself. Yeah. Like the entire world, like is that's like the joke. It's a meme. It's a meme. Therefore, it must be true. Yeah. Like but, I mean, I feel like he had to. Have, it, who was behind it? I don't know. At this point, I think it it's a crapshoot because he implicated so many people. So it probably isn't just the clintons it's like the whole entire like could also be the royal family trying to cover up for uh prince hundred percent i mean they killed supposedly allegedly they killed princess diana so yeah because she wanted to expose it i think yeah yeah um and then it also could be which was my initial thought like people want to blame one side or the other like clinton or trump for doing it or orchestrating it but my concern was like it could also be the Russians and not not the Russian government, although it could be, but like the Red Mafia, because they account for they're the biggest organized crime syndicate involved in human trafficking, arms trafficking, basically anything illegal. Mm. And they are huge. They are everywhere and. One thing that I noticed is like they're hotbeds of operation in the United States, New York, Miami. Where did Epstein operate? New York, New York Miami. Miami. So interesting. What would I mean? Did he owe them money? Did they not want him to talk? Like they probably didn't want him to talk. I mean, he probably knew a lot. Probably if he was involved with them. And they right. don't take they don't take prisoners. They don't allow people to talk. Oh, I bet not. Yeah, there's one individual that defected from Russia that was going to implicate uh, Putin with Semyon Mogilevich, who is the quote unquote Don of Dons for the Red Mafia. Mm-hmm. He was in British custody in Britain and went to testify in court 
what he knew about the Putin and Mogilevich relationship. Uh-huh. And he collapsed from uh, radioactive poisoning that he got from the tea he drank that morning in the hotel and died a few days later without being able to testify. And it was like a very rare radioactive isotope that like, I don't think so it wasn't any... planted at all. <laughs> it, yeah, it was, it was like for, for somebody to put that in his tea and get that, like you couldn't find that in England. So it came from a foreign country to get that through like customs and all that. Like it has to be organized by the Russian government at some, at some step. Well, some of it, I would think probably not all of it, especially if like, it's a, it's a collaboration effort, I think between some officials in the Russian government and the red mafia, because there's a lot of corruption in Russia. Oh yeah. Like you can supposedly, if you're a uh, higher up, a high status member of the of the uh, Red Mafia, you have a you usually have a connection in the government, and you can pay them like a few thousand dollars. They get you a license plate. That license plate is specific, and then it it's usually used for uh, state officials and politicians uh, on their vehicles. You can't get arrested, and you can do whatever you want on the roads. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Russia's so, always fascinated me. Yep. There. I love the earlier history. Like mm-hmm. Catherine the Great. Yeah. Up until the uh, Bolshevik Revolution. Yeah. <laughs> but even reading about that is interesting too. that one guy's name that has that song um oh i can't remember damn it um the song by boney m maybe rasputin yeah rasputin yep Yep. (laughs) i didn't know who he was when i heard that song a long time ago and um he looked that up i was like "Ooh, this guy Yep, he's really def- something. Yeah, he's like the textbook definition of a, your average Russian. Yeah, the Mad <laughs> King really, or something, but... isn't that what they called him? Yep. Yeah. I read this crazy, um, I ran across this crazy, one more conspiracy theory before we go. Um, <laughs> I ran across this crazy woman um, on youtube but she seemed to have her kind of have her shit together and i found her through like something else anyways she was talking about this one woman and i can't remember this woman's name and i'm pretty sure i should probably just not say it out loud just in case she really exists um but this woman like claims to be or they think she is like a descendant of rasputin and um she has like she's like the most powerful person in the world who's kind of like playing um like playing the countries and she's like leading up the globalist agenda kind of um mm-hmm. but it's a woman like i had never heard of and she's uh lives in like england or something she basically owns every like the crown um and the 
the website that she was reading off of gets taken down all the time and like rerouted. And supposedly this website or this, it's all a bunch of in people that do intelligence jobs and they contribute to this site because she like scrubs the internet so well. So like no one knows who she is. Um, mm-hmm. Like, who is this? I can't remember her name, but that was a really interesting read too. Supposedly she like thinks she's, um, she thinks she's really powerful and she, uh, there's was reports of her like thinking that she was like, used to play poker with Lucifer, the devil. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't surprise me at this point. I know, but I got really sucked into it um, until they started talking about like something too gross that I, I couldn't be a part of. So I turned it off and I was like, dude, um, I don't need this to be on my internet browser history. So I'm yeah. just going to back off of this one. But what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> a lot of the Epstein and Pizzagate stuff is like that. Yeah. That stuff is disgusting. Yeah. And one thing that I find interesting is Tom Hanks was on the flight logs. Uh huh. He recently moved or didn't move, but he recently posted a picture where he's a... uh, He's a Greek citizen? Is that what you're talking about? Yep. He's now a Greek citizen. Did you see that there's a law in Greek legislation that says that pedophilia is a mental condition and isn't treated as criminal? Yeah. Yep. I sure as shit did. That was crazy. Yeah. I was like, ooh, way to make it a little more obvious, buddy. Yeah. It's like almost an admission of guilt, really. I wonder how the extradition laws work with that. If that law like trumps extradition laws or if we can somehow negotiate with the Greek government to get them back into U.S. custody. Oh, I'm sure we could negotiate with the Greeks unless he's got like, you know, giving them a bunch of money or something. Yeah. Or if, I don't know, there's there's lots of vested interests against the United States. A hundred percent. Um, yeah, that's he's so gross. His Twitter or his um Instagram feed is disturbing. I can't even with it. Yeah. And it's not even bad if you look at Chrissy tweet Chrissy Teigen's Twitter. Oh, her tweets, tweets were so bad. And then the fact that she like got so defensive over it, like, dude, if you weren't talking about eating real babies, then you should probably just yeah. calm the fuck down because now yeah. you're just making yourself look like a psycho. Yeah. And then Twitter, of course, goes ahead and censors the Q movement. It's like, wow, okay, you Jack. Know. I guess I guess we know whose side Jack Dorsey is on. Jack Dorsey is probably a pedophile too. And that's I, right. I said me. it. I said it. Oh, I've Jack, called him a prob- pedophile. Probably a pedophile. On Twitter. On yeah. Twitter, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, it's the pedo club. <laughs> if he's not a pedophile, he's covering up for pedophiles. Yeah, he really is. That's what it seems. Or he's getting paid. I wonder who's paying him. He either is or he's getting paid to cover it up because nobody just does that shit for free. Yeah. How much you make in there, Jackie Poo? Because really, Twitter wasn't doing that hot for a few years, so. No, I think, uh, yeah, I think the (laughs) only reason it's doing well is literally because of the one thing that Twitter hates. Yeah. Donald Trump. Donald Trump with his what is he what is he like eighty one million followers or something? 
I think so. It's like it's some ridiculous world. Does anyone have more followers than Donald Trump? I would really like to know. Here, I'll, I'll look it up. Probably somebody probably does. I'm not sure though. Let's see. Did you see the uh, if you type in racist on um Twitter no. and go to people, it brings his account up first. <laughs> so ridiculously false. Yeah. yeah, it's subliminal messaging. Did you see the thing where if you type in or if you ask Siri or Google, I um, did, I yeah. saw that police officer as a definition of demon it's like that's subliminal messaging and i think yeah I that think so. that should result in a class action lawsuit or I something so too i tried it on my phone though and it didn't come up that way it did on my phone and my friend's phone and that's i have a google so pixel and okay. my friend has an iphone so yeah. What phone do you have? Like a Samsung or? No, I have an iPhone 11 something, but okay. it came up just as a web search. It oh, okay. It didn't bring up the immediate definition. Okay. But I might, maybe I got to the party late and they've already fixed it. Maybe. Uh, yeah, he has 84.3 million followers. 84.3 million. Yep. Let's see how many Joe Biden has. Joe. Ooh, I don't know that Donald Trump Jr. came out with a new book. 7.5 million. Joe Biden has 7.5? Well, he, he like auto-tweets from his tweet deck the same 10 tweets. Yep. We need a president that's focused on unity. Like, oh good, you keep writing because you can't actually speak. Yeah. You ain't black. Yeah. Did you see the one video of him where he was like, uh, was, uh, I would uh, spend my time as a lifeguard and uh, the kids would reach out of the pool and they'd rub my, rub my leg hair. <laughs> it's like, how do, you, how do you watch that and then defend this guy? Like, what is coming out of his mouth? And then at some point he mentions roaches. Like, uh. I kind of feel bad for him, to be honest. I think they're just using him. Yeah, I think they are using him. I think that's exactly what they're doing. I think they're using him, and then as soon as they tamper with the election, because that's probably what they're going to do, no conspiracy theory, look at them talk. Um, Mail-in voting. Especially in the hearings. Like, are you kidding me? Like, Okay. Anyways, um, I think they're going to tamper with it and they're going to make sure that they win and that, that Biden wins and then they're going to strategically pick the running mate. Like who is going to be his running mate? I don't know, but that's going to be our president, not Joe Biden. Yeah. I, supposedly it might be Kamala Harris. God, she's which is worrying because she said something along the lines of uh, indicting Donald Trump, then Barr, and then anybody who supported Donald Trump. Yeah, which that's is like, oh, that's crazy. What, uh, that's what crazy. Joseph Stalin and so you're gonna be Stalin and you're gonna be. Are you gonna bring in Hillary Clinton's re-education camps? Is that what you're gonna yeah. do? I'll go down fighting before any of that happens. I will move. Or if if that any of that happens. Yeah, there's no way. 
Anyways, that's chic. I mean, yeah, no. I think even at that point, the military would have to be like, no. <laughs> yeah. Just... Like, n- no, we can't put people in camps. It's not what we do here. Well, we also didn't segregate and look, look where we are now. Look where we're going. True. But as we have seen, the president doesn't have that much power. Yeah. And also, literally all the people that have guns in this country usually support Trump. So that's like. Um, yeah. And be like a, just the next civil war is what that would be. Yeah which unfortunately seems like we're heading to that point. God. I don't, I personally don't see like anything that can stop it. Besides Trump. Well, even if Trump wins, there'll still be. Oh my God. If Trump wins, like everyone that lives in the city needs to just leave for a little bit because it's going to be chaos. I mean, it was chaos in this city last time he got elected. Like, they marched all around the city. They didn't didn't just do one tiny little area. I can't, um, if he gets, because we have enough crazy, just regular liberals here to where, I mean, they were triggered last election. I can't even imagine what's going to happen this election. They're probably already planning for it just in case. Yeah, you might you might want to figure out a oh, good yeah, location. No, I'm moving to... before that for sure. Like I'm out of here. Um, yeah, they came up my street last time and broke all the windows and all the businesses. I mean, it was a total precursor to what's going on right now. Yeah. So they've been building this up for a while. Yeah, they probably should have done more training. Honestly, they probably should have. They're not because I've seen videos it. of some of them with like five firearms and yeah the only reason one of them, that they're the, even getting away with what um the only reason they're even getting away with any of this is because our like the local governments are being so lax like if they were oh, actually yeah. arresting people and like doing their it's not the cops fault the cops here literally can't do their jobs because the mayor is the police commissioner and he makes the rules right and he's like no catch and release okay well then they just go right back out and do it it's like Mm -hmm. slapping your kid on the hand and still giving them a cookie yeah it's it's not gonna work yeah, like here, we're gonna like sort of discipline you, but basically tell you it's okay because then when I get up in the press conference, I'm not gonna acknowledge all the naughty things that you did. Yep, pretty much. It's in the song and dance for the last five years here, four years. And then the media backs it up, and oh yeah, I I honestly feel like it's all just a coordinated measure to like if if we don't enforce the law and we allow riots to grow out of hand and direct them to federal property then you'll have either the fbi will have to bring in or the doj will have to bring in federal officers to enforce the law mm-hmm. and then you can say trump trump is dictator orange man bad yep mm-hmm. that's what I it know. seems like 
I know. My cop friend was like, we were just talking about like, at what point is it going to get to a martial law situation? I was like, well, fucking hopefully never, because that would not be good. Like maybe some people would appreciate that, but that I just, I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. If, Um, If this year has been anything, it's been unpredictable. Yeah, it's been really interesting to watch. That's for damn sure. I saw this. Did you see that um, the, she was a reporter in Seattle and she's like being followed and harassed. The whole camera crew was. <clears throat> they had to hide in a fire station. Um, they had it rolling, but she wasn't really reporting. They just kept the camera rolling so they could get the whole entire like harassing situation on film. I feel like I shared it maybe on Facebook and now I can't find it. Is she a blonde? She's a blonde, yeah. And that might be Katie Davenport. Yeah, maybe her. She's on like she the, is... the local news in Seattle. Yeah. I know she was the one that walked through Chaz Chop with the American flag. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't the video, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Well, I think we covered a lot. Definitely did. Yeah, I can probably break this up into like two. <laughs> <That'd be laughs> best. Part one and part two. It was like what? Yeah. Two hours straight. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's two episodes for sure. Yeah, for sure. Pretty sweet. it's good though we're definitely not gonna do that we're not doing that no fuck cops on this show yep oh okay one story one story before we go (laughs) this is a good one my mother is a bank manager and um they've been like just allowing a couple people in at a time so they don't have a drive-through at their bank Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> this guy kind of tries to come in and he's, we have a lot of homeless people here that are like either on drugs or mentally ill. And uh, she doesn't even, she's not even downtown. Her branch isn't even in downtown Portland, but this guy tries to come into their branch and he's just like out of his mind and starts like yelling at everyone. And she has to get him, get him to leave. And then um, as she's kind of like trying to shove him out the door, um, he spits in one of the customer's faces. Oof. Yeah. And then she gets him out of the door. Finally, she's calling the cops. And then he's, he has this American flag in his hand. He's like saying like, fuck, fuck Donald Trump. Fuck this, fuck that, blah, blah, blah. And then he starts like trying to light it on fire. And she was like, you better stop that. And she started screaming at him. She's like, you will not burn a flag on my property. It's not her property, but you know. And um, she said that she was screaming at him when the cops got there. (laughs) (laughs) And they rolled up. And she's like, thank God for you guys. (laughs) I just want to thank you for your service. And what is going to happen if they defund you? And I have to deal with this all the time. Yeah. 
That's, I mean, that's pretty much what it's going to be like. Well, she had somebody cough in her face the other night too. I'm like, mom, what is happening to you right now? Because we live really close to a Safeway. Um, she lives in the same building I do in Portland and we can walk really easily to the grocery store. And she sent me a text the other night and she's like, so um, some guy on a bike that was hammered which means he was probably on meth because he couldn't like bike straight and he didn't have any teeth really. Um, just <laughs> rode by her and was like, I'm going to cough in your face, you fucking bitch. Jesus. And coughed in her face. And she's like, what the shit? <laughs> yeah, something's deeply wrong with these people i know and i think you know not only do we have this like like crazy um like rioter psychosis thing happening but we also have a major major drug problem so that oh, combined yeah. with the two it's just not a good you know during the day and the pandemic areas where it's fine yeah but like there's not a lot of street movement. Like there is now a little bit more since it's been nice out, but um, on gloomier days, like the really the only people out are like the people that live in the tents outside and most of them are shooting up. And then there's, you know, I'm not painting a very good picture. That's not happening literally everywhere, but like mostly on every third block. Um, so it's just, it's been really something. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It really is. It's really sad. It is what you get when you have a leftist local government because all of our city council members are, they make it a mission to be as leftist as possible. Yeah. And that just involves welfare and handing out. And like, the, it just doesn't work. I mean, with the, like, if you just look at the rates of homelessness and drug addiction in those cities, no, we just and then it. also psychologists saying, like, every time a drug addict comes in for a meeting and admits that they've relapsed, it's because they got their check from the government. Yeah, that that's ignored for sure. Yeah, it's... Yeah. It's really something. It's not good. I have all these theories that we talk about sometime um, on how to fix that problem because um, my my dad and my sister, obviously, who hosts this with me a lot of times, our dad's a drug addict and we grew up around it. <clears throat> not directly around it because we weren't in the same house with him all the time, obviously, but um, we have a lot of good ideas about how you could shape it. But every time we even you know, try to bring it up for the last couple of years. We're like horrible and it's anecdotal because it's our family and you don't know anything. It's like, you know what? Yes, we do. It's, yeah. And at some point we're going to make a difference with it. But what I do know is that having um, free needles and needle trash cans where you don't actually have a needle exchange at all. You don't, there's no needle exchange. You don't have to actually turn in your needles to get new needles. Um, that doesn't work because then they just get all these needles for free and they don't use the needle dumpsters like they should. And um, then they're all over the streets because Portland yeah. Clean and Safe picked up like 30, over 37,000 needles in like a nine block radius um, in 2018. And it was worse in 2019. I haven't seen the stats for that yet. 
That's insane. Mm-hmm. And I don't even want to know what it is right now. It's so much worse right now in the city than it has been in ever. It's worse than it has ever been in the, as far as like um, tent cities happening. There's like empty lots dedicated to tents and just the most massive amount of garbage around them you've ever seen. That's, that's shouldn't be allowed to happen. No, the hypocrisy is just so rich, you know? I mean, I feel like all these Democrat politicians and mayors, they just campaign on this and they just do not give a shit. No, they give zero shits because they pander to the ones that are like, well, if you, you know, don't want to let them live on the street, then where are you going to put them? And you're a horrible person and you want them to die. No, actually, I care about them more because I don't want to aid their fucking drug problem. I actually want them to get better for themselves. (laughs) You don't. Yeah. So. I think there's been a massive redefining of like what's good for people. Mm -hmm. the last few years and that's not good it's not good we need to unredefine that and get back to the basics because it's the only thing that's going to pull us out of this because we can't keep going down that path yeah i mean we're at the point where men can get pregnant yes no sorry (laughs) like i can't it doesn't work that way ask a ask a five-year-old yeah no it just doesn't work that way also women have worked really hard to like you know have things like our own sports fuck no you can't come in and take it over i don't give a fuck what you identify as if you're a man you're not playing in a woman's sport i feel really passionately about that i do too it's it's stupid i mean it's also the whole transgender thing like i get that you want them to have the liberty to be able to do what they want but it's a mental disorder, gender dysphoria. Mm-hmm. And it's if you feed a delusion, it always makes things worse. Uh-huh. So they have the delusion that they are a woman trapped in a man's body or vice versa. And what happens if you, like, it's suggested with people with schizophrenia that have delusions or hallucinations if they like ask you about it, don't feed into it. Right. Cannot like, that's the most recommended thing. Do not feed into their delusions. So I think, I think we need to start being harder on people and hurting some feelings. Yeah. I think so. Well, people need to know how to get their feelings hurt and not crumble. Yeah. And, And honestly, not much should hurt your feelings. Like I know that I am kind of, you know, I, I have the personality type to where I can brush stuff off. It's not like I have no feelings, but, but that is also something that you can learn. Oh yeah. Um, and you I mean, can, I, have, I mean, I have depression and anxiety, but I work in construction and we give each other shit like every minute of every day. So yeah, I have like really tough skin. Yeah, yeah it, it, these kids should just that. work on construction sites and this would all be solved. Seriously. Uh, my friend and I were at dinner last night and um, we were talking about how awesome the 90s were and how much we missed them because you could you could say things and nobody was ever offended. Like nobody yeah. got offended. Did It just like, it wasn't a thing. You know, you could tell funny jokes and nobody got offended because they, they were funny. 
you know? Yeah. Um, comedians back then were funny. All you have to do is watch some 90s comedy and be like, oh, yeah. No, there Dave really Chappelle. weren't a lot of boundaries. Dave Chappelle is hilarious. Crick, yep. Chris Rock, some of his stand-ups from the 90s, specifically 96. <laughs> so funny. Um, but I just... I, and and then we were talking about how we still say things that we're not supposed to, and it makes us look really bad. And and I don't look super old, so um, it's you can't even pass it off. You're like, that's an old person, you know. But I am. So, like yeah. the word retard, you're not supposed to use that anymore. But we used it all the time growing up, and it wasn't derogatory at all. But my yeah. siblings and I call each other names on a regular basis, you know. Um, there was another one too. Oh, yeah. The word faggot. Yep. No, <laughs> we use that regularly. Word. We use those regularly on the construction site because my boss is like 36, I think. And uh-huh. my other two coworkers are around that age. So, yeah. We that's just haven't curriculum. that word in a long time. But he was like, what about the word faggot? And I was like, oh. Yeah, what about that word? If you said yeah. that now here, you'd probably get punched in the nuts. <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, I just words can't words can't be offensive to me. They're just words. Yeah, I mean, if they're offensive to you, then there's a bigger problem. Yeah, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. Like little kids need to be taught that again. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's like a gray area too, though. Yeah. I mean, if you get like consistent derogatory yeah, words like towards somebody, abuse, yeah. you know, abuse. Yeah. Abuse, abuse is not good. Um, and I dealt I, with that. I was I had mental problems in high school, and I was called a loony, a psycho, schizo, all that stuff. Yeah, but, but you know, I, don't I care. think that like when you go through some of that stuff as a kid, you're able to kind of process it. I mean, not everybody ends up not being bitter, but I had the same kind of thing. I wasn't called that, but I was definitely not cool and definitely was made fun of. And um, it always just made me kind of feel sorry for everybody that needed to pick on other people to feel good about themselves. And a little bit like, well, you know, it just made me a nicer person because I would never want to make anybody feel like that. Yeah. But. Yeah, I feel that. I just more so laughed it off. And me too. What I found I is the ah. people that the people that called me names most often are the people that on social media now are virtue signaling the most. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, that's a good observation, actually. Yeah. I should go look at my bullies pages. They probably don't even have social media. They probably have Facebook. You'll just see black squares everywhere. Yeah, right. God, is that what that's for? Uh, yeah. Black, black squares. Black square to fight ra- it ended racism officially, yeah. supposedly. Oh. By white people posting black squares. On oh, that black square. Yeah, I yeah. didn't participate in that. Yeah, I did, and then I took it down, and then I posted a story and said, you people are a bunch of virtue-signaling dipshits. Yeah, I just can't get down with the virtue-signaling. Just no good. I think it's offensive to a lot of the stuff that's happening. It should be offensive to you if you're 
if you're black. Like I would be offended if you like, please don't assume I can't do that or yeah. I need extra help because I'm a certain yep. thing. Like that pisses me off. I don't ever want special treatment because I'm a woman. So I can't imagine that it would be any different for a race. Yeah. I, I would be offended. Like I don't want to get a lot job of, um, just because I'm a girl. There's a lot of black men that I think are waking up to that. Yeah. Which I think is good. I mean, I don't, I know, don't know any um, black men actually are like okay with what's going on. So yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. Some that I've talked to that are friends from high school. I don't know. They're like on the fence. Yeah. But they don't support Biden. So it'll be interesting to see what they decide come November. But yeah. I think, I think it's, I think there's going to be a historic swing in the black American vote in regards to Trump and Biden because like Biden is literally the worst candidate you could have put. Oh, he really is. I mean, he really is. And I, I don't understand how he gets such a high black vote. I don't understand it. I don't either. But I don't either. I, I really don't get it. I guess that's the thought that we'll leave our viewers or listeners with. Mm-hmm. The impossible question. Do the homework, find out, and then... Yeah. I doubt they'll be able to find out. Probably it's probably not. rooted in some like deep MK Ultra CIA bullshit. Probably cooked up by <laughs> ex Nazis in collaboration with uh, oh. Nixon and George right? H W Bush. And then we're trying to like uh, we're trying to um, uncover it, and then we find all this stuff out, and everybody's like, "It's a conspiracy." Cool. You're a conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, right. That's Your what I say to those people. Is a conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. All right. Well, great chat. Yep, that was fun. Yep. Way to be like well spoken twenty two year old I've ever talked to. Nice work. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I try. Yeah. I'm glad you're not out riding in the street like more. your peers. No, trust me. There's a lot of kids my age that are more like conservative or just silent for That's the most good. part. That's good. You be I'm, silent until yeah. you get to the voting box. Yep. Yes. Because the mob can't follow you in there. Yeah. You guys aren't quite at the age yet where, I mean, maybe you a little bit more are, but as a whole, not at the age yet where you like give absolutely zero fucks. Yeah. Like, okay, mob, come get me. I'm right here. Attack away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Well, it's late there, huh? Yeah, it's 1 a.m. Oh, well. I got to work get... in the morning. Yeah, you get to bed. <laughs> well, I'm, I don't sleep that much anyways, so. All right. Good chat. Talk to yep. you soon. Yep. Sounds good. Okay. See ya. Bye. Bye.